0: welcome everybody this is the zero hour a podcast about life's critical moments
1: this is your co-host mark fiertz
0: and i'm christine chapman oh yeah well today is the uh, renaissance dad episode mark i heard about him i heard about him he is a good dude so, my understanding of the Renaissance dad is that he was born in Switzerland.
1: Zurich, yes. Born in Zurich. Have the paperwork to prove it.
0: Okay. You were born in Switzerland, in Zurich. And how long did you stay there? Like, let's get a little origin story uh, stuff going. All right.
1: So, the joke I say when I'm born in Europe is that I burn in the sun. Like, literally, I am. If I go to the beach, I'm more comfortable in the mountains than I am in the beach. Go figure. Yep. SPF 100 with an SPF shirt under an umbrella. Miserable. All right. <laughs> um, but so my dad is old school Swiss, right? Okay. Born and raised, lived there for 20 years, came to New York, met my mom. Right. Okay. Um, started a family. Um, had my sister who's three years older.
0: Can we give her a shout-out?
1: Andrea Fiertz-Martin's in the house. In the house. In the house. Um, And they had my sister, and then they moved back to Zurich for business and gave birth to me. All right. But I was only there as a baby. No language skills,
0: unfortunately. Okay, so no Swiss German. No.
1: Although my sister went to, like, primary school or uh, grade school until she was like three or four and was fluent. Really? And when she came back to America, the kids made fun of her. So she lost the language skills entirely.
0: Oh, that's so And she's sad. trying.
1: She has thought about going under some hypnosis to bring it back. Uh, but she was fluent in Swiss Deutsch. I wow. never had it.
0: That's crazy. All right. So then when did you come back? If you never had it, that means you didn't go to school. How old were you when you came to New York?
1: Like two. Okay. Like two. Like uh, And moved to Flushing, Queens. All right. Right. Uh, I don't know how we ended up in Flushing. I was too young to make that decision. I was two. Yeah. My sister was five. <laughs> um, but, uh, And then we ultimately wound up in where? That's right. Strong Island.
0: <laughs> Where you became a Billy Joel fan, not because you're sensitive,
1: because everyone from New York and Long Island specifically listen to Billy Joel. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, I I thought it was an endearing sensitive guy thing, but I guess that that just is not you. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So you're in New York. Born in Switzerland.
1: Burning in the sun.
0: Burning in the sun. Yeah. What Swiss skills have you adopted over (sighs) the years that perhaps has, like, you know, informed your Renaissance dad reality?
1: All right. So, traditional Swiss fondue, right? You got to do it. The pot, the pan, the whole Bunsen burner spiel. Uh, The three cheeses. Right, which I believe are Gruyere. Uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on, on the two other cheeses Gruyere, Appenzeller, and Roquelette. Boom. All right. <laughs> okay. So you combine those three cheeses with a couple of cups of wine, some crusty day old bread, and it's a party. Right.
0: So you don't buy the pre like. I'm going to hang up
1: on you in a second. <laughs> I'm going to hang up. I am this close, an inch away from buying lederhosen, literally, to cook the dinner. And my kids, we celebrate it every – so like every Christmas Eve, yep. I'll do a fondue, right? And literally, they look forward to it all year round. That's awesome. I only do it once a year because you can potentially die uh, after every meal because it's so caloric, right? And the cheese is like so heavy. Yes. Um, but yeah, that that's one thing I learned. Um The other thing is the Swiss fire.
0: I love the Swiss fire.
1: It's the Swiss stack, right? It's how you stack the wood vertically, horizontally, vertically, horizontally to let the air throughout. And it's also how you stack wood. It's called the Swiss stack and the Swiss fire. You stack wood in a certain way as well so the stack maintains its shape, right? So it doesn't fall down in the wind. Um, And those are... Couple of core memories, like with my dad yep. chopping wood, grating cheese before the days of the graters when my knuckles would bleed. Because wow. you can't waste any of the Swiss rind. You have to have <laughs> all of the Swiss rind in your fondue.
0: Now did your dad um did your dad have an accent? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so my dad uh, was living in a country. He's got he left Zurich when he was 20. You know, he's living in Long Island. He's the only European, much less Swiss dude. Right. right in right. Long Island, which is like white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, like whatever. Um, and yes, he had an accent. I never heard it really as a kid until he was yelling at me or doing homework with me and counting in Swiss German because it was always like math homework. Yep. Um, (laughs) but he, yes, had a, uh, had a seemingly thick Swiss German. Don't say German. He's not Swiss German, like dialect and accent because of it.
0: Interesting. So... When you and I met, one of the things that drew me to you was this Renaissance Dad title that you had given yourself, and I know I, that you're a committed father who does. I thought it was does... my hair. I thought
1: you liked my hair. Mm. I do have nice hair.
0: You have okay hair. All right, yeah, yeah at least yeah. I still. No, got it my, was really but, actually uh, the Renaissance Dad moniker okay, that had uh, me like, excellent. yeah. Right. I was like, wow, here's a guy who seems to be committed to his kids, right? And Hell yeah. And so much so that one of the things I remember you telling me was that you make lemonade from scratch.
1: Four-season lemonade maker. <laughs> Which
0: is crazy.
1: So so it's funny about the lemonade. Like, I grew up with a, you know, somewhat of a Jewish mom, like stereotypical, from Cedarhurst, New York, Long Island, border yep. of Queens. And she would be like, Mark, life throws lemons at you? What are you going to do? You're going to make lemonade, right? right so. Right. Uh, there was a lot of metaphorical lemonade making as a kid growing up. And as an adult, yeah, I like to have a little fresh lemonade with my vodka drinks, right? You know? <laughs> yes. Like, I can't remember the last time I just had a glass of lemonade, right?
0: But... You do make really yes. good vodka drinks yes. with lemonade.
1: Um, so my kids really like dad's lemonade, right? And it's... Uh, listen, half the stuff I do create, make, you know, for the kids, it's like four ingredients. Like we talked about that. It's super easy. They love it. I make lemonade in from, you know, from January till the end of the year, like weekly for the kids.
0: That's awesome. You also make really good pizza. And honestly, it's probably the pizza and your meatballs and all of that stuff that have kept me here and has led to our collaboration. Oh, Talk think- to me about cooking. Talk to me about all of that stuff that makes you the amazing Renaissance dad you are, Mark. All
1: righty. So uh, pizza. So pizza is kind of like the newer or one of the newer things I've been doing. Um, and again, I, I don't make the dough myself because that's too, right. too complicated. And I don't like to bake. But it's funny. I just saw a video a couple of days ago, uh, like a simple recipe to make artesian bread. Yeah. I'm just like, I can do that. I got half the ingredients in the house. All I need to do is buy yeast, right? Like you fold it, you let it dry, you let it air out, you fold it again, you stick it in the fridge, boom, stove, done, right? Yeah. But with my pizzas, it's – I just have a few pieces of the right equipment. I have like these ironclad pots and pans, and you roll out the dough, you throw it in a pan, you put some sauce on it, you put it in the oven on high broil. You watch it, you Mm -hmm. pull it out, bada bing. Right. It's done. Yeah. Um, And in in general, I think like the uh, Jewish dad in me. Right. So I'm not religious. My mom is Jewish. My dad was a Protestant. I was raised confused. Right. (laughs) We celebrated Christmas, Hanukkah, Easter, Passover. Right. Uh, And I do like none of it right now. But um, the point I'm trying to make is that I do like watching my kids eat. Yes. And I'm not going to say which kid, but when one of my kids was younger, very young, when she used to eat, she used to hum, right? She used to do like the yummy dance, like the, <laughs> like like the yummy hum. And we would just watch her not say a word because we never wanted to lose that. Right. Um, so part of it is just, A, I enjoy being in the kitchen and creating and cooking, Uh, It's kind of like a break. It's kind of time out. I enjoy watching my kids eat. I like to eat well. Right. Um, And most of my meals like aren't
0: that complicated.
1: Um, So, you
0: know, thank you. No. So we're here on the zero hour. Right. And so here's an opportunity for us to talk about the zero hour that gave birth, so to speak, to your moniker. And I know that there is sort of the like, hey, for a while I called myself the Renaissance man, and then that sort of morphed into Renaissance dad as I became a dad. But my understanding is you didn't actually adopt the Renaissance dad title, right, Mm -hmm. or take it on until a little more recently, like, until you were well into dadhood, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, Um Epiphany, right? So let's talk about Renaissance, da- uh, Renaissance Man first. Okay. right? So I had a new title, right? Uh, I was living in Connecticut. I was raising a family. I was having kids. I was living life. Um, and one day I was just like, you know what? I'm like- I don't know if any of my friends do what it is I do and do this commute and cook and garden and sew.
0: You sew?
1: Harl. I don't even sew. Har- like, har- if I have like a gaping hole in a pair of pants and I got to go to work, yeah, I'll sew. Right. But not a forte or a specialty and can't even remember the last time I sewed. But it's okay. on the resume.
0: Okay. <laughs> It's on the Renaissance dad man resume.
1: Yes, it is. Um, so, Renaissance man was just a way to, I don't know, uh, call out or identify things that I thought were, were but shouldn't have been, unique amongst guys. Like, okay. you should be doing stuff like this, right? You should follow your interests. Yeah, like how many dude bros sew?
0: How many dude bros there's, there's, garden?
1: There's six of us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I took a poll, nationwide poll. There's six of us, uh, and I'm the only sewer, 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 and Sower. gardener. Um, but the way uh, Renaissance Dad came around is, yeah, many years after having kids, um, it was just another, it was another title, right? And maybe I had a moment to breathe and think about what I was doing or where I was in my life, and some of the stuff that I was going. What I didn't feel to be out of my way to live and to keep the family together and to make the kids happy. Like, for example, there is a picture, and maybe I'll post it on the Zero Hour, of when my oldest was six and she was a Girl Scout and I was in the back wearing a cookie costume, right? Yeah. Because you support your Girl Scouts, folks. That's what you're supposed to do. That's like a Chris Rock thing. I ain't never been to jail. You're not supposed to go to jail, right? (laughs) Um, But you're supposed to do these things as a father, a husband, a man, right? Yep. Um, And I started thinking about what I was doing, you know? And, And I remember talking to my kids. I'm like, do any of your friends' dads make a traditional Swiss fondue? Do any of your friends' dads wear a cookie costume? They're like, no, Dad. They're cool. <laughs> like, they don't do. St- they don't embarrass us. That's my role. It's in my contract, page yes, seven. I agree. Sub paragraph five. Embarrass you every chance I can get.
0: Absolutely. So, you spoke a little bit about your dad, and I know just by virtue of knowing you that perhaps your relationship with your dad is not the kind of relationship that you have cultivated with your girls. You're damn right. On purpose. Okay. So can we talk about that? Can no. we talk a little no. bit about that? No.
1: Of course we can. Okay. <laughs> um, so this, this, uh this actually... I haven't spoken publicly about this topic, right? I know you and I have kind of... Talked about it, and I agreed yeah. that I would talk about this today. Yeah, although it's, it's, it's not super comfortable for me. So, sure. Uh, Epiphany moment when I was sixteen, I said to my dad, "I'll never be like you."
0: You actually said that. I, too. I
1: said that because he was not a good dude. Right? He was a father contractually, meaning he did what he had to do, did the basics, right? Went to work, made money. You know, took us to school, did everything he was supposed to do contractually as a father. Never, ever went above and beyond like the call of duty. When I was in camp, as like a twelve-year-old homesick, right? He would type letters, right, and he would sign them "Regards, Dad." What? I want to hear "Love, Dad."
0: Did you know at the time that that was? Out of the ordinary?
1: I knew at the time he was Swiss, and that's how he spoke. And maybe he didn't have command or the English language. Bullshit. Of course you do. That shit should come naturally to you. Love that, right? right. I would probably type a letter because my handwriting is horrible, right? I, I should have been a doctor. I can't even read my own handwriting. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Seriously. Um, but in a most recent – kind of a self-manifestation or, you know, that's the right word, self-reflection, literally over the last three months, I realized that this renaissance dad is the antithesis of my dad, who never went out of the way, never really showed love, um, was going through the motions of being a father, right? Yeah. And... I swore I would never be like that, right? I swore I would have a different relationship with my kids, right? Sure. So it was funny. Just yesterday, uh, Elle, my youngest, had uh, uh, hockey tryouts, right? Yep. u 16. She's a beast. She's awesome. And, you know, I pick her up. She does the tryouts. I drop her off at her mom's. Um, and she's walking out of the car. She goes, love you, Dad. And I said, love you back. And as I'm pulling out of the driveway, I'm like, I work damn hard for that. Like, I work damn hard for my daughter to say, love you, dad. And that's because she hears it from me every single day. Absolutely. Every chance I can get. Love you. What are you up to? All right. All right. Love you. Talk to you later. Like, I never got that. Right. So I maybe I overdo it. Right. Um, But I don't care. Right. You can't overdo love.
0: No, I, I agree. I agree. So we've talked a little bit about your dad. Can we talk a little bit about your mom? Because I know you've got a really great relationship Love with her. your mom. Love
1: her. Flossie, Grandma Flo, um, Florence, right? Yep. Um, raised in Cedarhurst. Um, I'm a lot like my mom. Okay. A so lot. tell me how. <sighs> Sensitive, creative, loving, um, thoughtful. My kids are going to die laughing when, dude, that you thoughtful, um, funny. Right, um, living life, not taking certain things too seriously, but taking a lot of things seriously, um trying to be helpful. I'm gonna see her this weekend. I haven't seen her in a while. she's in her eighties, right it's amazing. she's good she's all listen she's she's all there, you know, yeah, body's there, brain is there, still spunky, still a wise ass, um,
0: you are a wise ass, it's
1: in the contract, <laughs> yes. uh, but. Flo uh, is uh, a great woman. I've always been close to her.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm. I, I hope you have a good visit with your mom.
1: So do I. We're sharing a hotel room. <laughs> that should w- be wish, fun. Wish me luck. We're going to a wedding. Uh, we're literally sharing a hotel room.
0: What does it mean to you to be a girl dad?
1: <sighs> Role model. Like literally. Have to be the role model. I'm going to share a really quick story. Yes. Um, I love your stories. Yeah. Uh, this is. I'm totally riffing on this story. So, I'm taking my oldest, air quotes, bowling. Right? So, she's like, Dad, you can take us bowling. I'm like, yeah, sure. You yeah, know, hop in the car What time you need to be there at 7.30, Friday night. I'm not thinking Saturday night, 7.30. Like, what are kids doing at 7.30 on a Friday night? Saturday night. Bowling. All right. So... I'm driving, she's in the passenger seat, we're five minutes away. I look at her, I'm like, oh, so, by the way, who are you going bowling with? She looks at me, and she's got this huge smile on her face. I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, you have a date? I'm like, am I driving you to a date? She looked at me, she goes, yes. I'm like, how come you didn't tell me? She's like, you didn't ask. She's like, I'll tell you stuff, you just need to ask. So, ding, 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 every five seconds I'm asking her shit now. Um, but... <laughs> In the five minutes or so I had left with her in the car to drop her off for her first date, that I'm aware of, I ran through the, I'm your role model, have I treated you well, this is the way boys are supposed to treat you, you can go Dutch, respect yourself, respect your body, like all these things. Like, 16 years of girl daddy, hashtag came to a head in five minutes. I didn't have any time to think about it, right? Yep. And it just went on pure gut instinct that hopefully I have done the right thing as the male in your life, that this is how men are supposed to treat you moving forward.
0: And you have been the role model for that. You have shown them how a woman should be treated.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah. I I I listen, I'm no angel, right? I'm not perfect, uh, and there are fights and there are arguments, and there are maybe a couple of f bombs them to me, maybe you know maybe a few counter punches right um but I think what being a girl dad, the number one thing is role model, yeah, right, and you know if the guy's not treating you right, not fulfilling psychological, emotional, whatever you know. It's not good for you.
0: What's the hardest challenge that you've ever had to overcome, Mark?
1: Oh, Jesus. Well, you know what my biggest failure is.
0: I do because it's my biggest failure too.
1: I got divorced. Yep. Yeah. I feel – I don't feel great about that. I don't believe in divorce and it happened to me. Um, it still bothers me, right? Uh, though we co-parent well. Right? Yep. Right? And we're friends uh, and we talk, we text mostly and give each other emojis, you know, no middle fingers, mostly thumbs up and yes (laughs) and uh uh-huh. But I I was not happy about being divorced um, because I grew up as a divorced kid, right? My parents split up when I was 10 and my youngest was about the same age. So I had all these fucking... Like, Thoughts like things going on in my head, um, and they're air quotes over it to a degree, but now they use it as a weapon against us. So, Al will be like, You know what, you're not gonna buy me those 250 pair of Air Jordans or Yee's or whatever the hell they're called. Mm-hmm. I'll just go to mom. I'm like, Whatever, I'm like, Just go to your mom, or, you know, like they play us off of each other.
0: That's that's normal though, right? Is I it? mean, yeah, no, I think that's very normal. All right. No, that's like, it's like it's not, not, not out of the ordinary, right?
1: Yeah. Um. And I'm so used to hearing it. Uh, I'm just like, Dad, do what you gotta do. All right. That's fine. All right. Yeah. And then, like, sometimes I'll text. I'll text Jody, and I'll be like, don't do that, please. Because <laughs> she's playing us, and she's smarter than we think she is. And you know, we're 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 kind of keen on, you know, what's going on behind like a teenage girl's brain and how she's gonna get like that new whatever.
0: So you have also spoken about taking this renaissance dad title to a new level. And I wonder about the zero hour that brought you to deciding, hey, you know what, not only am I going to call myself a renaissance dad, but I'm going to go out there and possibly do something with it. And and what do you want to do with it? And what, what but what was the moment, right? Cuz we're we're here and this is about the zero hour, right? What was that moment that said, "Yeah, you know what? I need to share what I know or what I've learned through this journey as a dad with others in some capacity."
1: It's hard to identify the actual moment, right? It wasn't like I was sitting on my couch watching Jeopardy, right? Mhm. And, uh, you know, Alex Trebek came on and said, Renaissance dad is the next question. Um, (laughs) Yes. You know, it's it was a process or as you Canadians like to say, a process uh, in developing what Renaissance dad means. And I'm I'm I I have a really good understanding of where I want to take it. Um, I want to take it to be a dad coach. Right, I yeah. want to take it to be, yeah, parenting's difficult. being a single dad is difficult. We learn as we go, we get through it. I had a learning, a new learning moment this past week, right, which I'll talk about at another point., okay. um, but I want to I don't know spread the gospel is the right way. if you know me, you know I use that term sometimes in a kind of jovial like.
0: Non-religious kind of a way. Uh, 100%. Yep.
1: Um, But there's a lot of pain, right? There's a lot of pain for moms too, right? Yeah. Uh, I can't speak to the mom part, right? I can speak to the dad part. And uh, renaissancedad.net, which coincidentally happens to be the website, um, although it's still being built, so don't go to it today.
0: Where would we have to go to see you and Renaissance Dad and follow you, for example? Ah, oh,
1: well, you can go to Instagram underscore Renaissance Dad underscore. Love that. Yeah, um, and there will be a, a Renaissance dot net website in development. Um, but did I answer your question? Did
0: well. It? Like what? What would what would being a dad coach entail? Like what would that website like? Uh, I mean, I follow you on Instagram, right? But so so I know that some of what you see or some of what I end up seeing are these like unbelievable meals or the 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 noise of bacon cooking and love you know my bacon
1: <laughs> love my bacon. Um, so you know, as I kind of map out verticals or categories of stuff I want to talk about. I I, I want to talk about being a girl dad and what that means, right? So that means um, being a role model. I want to talk about your professional life, what we do, how we limited bandwidth, how we divide and conquer, right? Yep, work-life balance. Work-life balance. I want to talk about... (sighs) public speaking and talking to people and not being afraid to let your guard down, especially if you're a dad. Shit, if your kids haven't seen you cry, like, what's up, you know? Um, I want to talk about activities that I do, stuff that I make, gardening. Did you know I make my own tomato sauce? I do know that. Jesus. Don't you know why I hang out with you? <laughs> yes. So w- when my kids were really <laughs> young and I had a garden and this is in Connecticut, I would say to Emma, I'd be like, "Emma, go into the garden and get get dad some basil." And she'd be like, "How much?" I'd be like, "Just open your hand and just grab a whole bunch of basil." And when the ki- and the gardening uh the kids would help me like plant Love everything that. and they would help me like kind of cultivate and when they were in the garden with me I'd be like, "Emma, taste that." You know, it would be basil or cucumber mint. or mint. I'd be like, Elle, taste that. What does it taste like? She's like, I don't like it, That It's green. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But, like, it was some core memories of the three of us mucking around in the vegetable garden. I love that. And then I would, you know, at the end of the season, get all the tomatoes. All right. But other content would be, like, what I like to call, like, lifestyle, waxing poetic. Right, uh, kind of riffing. N- none of what I do really is structured. There's guardrails. Love that phrase. Yep. I have lots of guardrails. Like I know where I know where I want to be. Um, but in terms of like Renaissance dad, I just want to be a source to those who might be struggling with a recipe, right? Might be struggling with something to do on a weekend. Might be struggling with this work-life balance. Um,
0: How about music?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, love. So if you were to listen to my Spotify like list, there's, oh, God, there's the Doobie Brothers followed by the Rolling Stones followed by the Beastie Boys right, followed by Rage Against the Machine. Like my musical taste is like is the rainbow, and it all depends like what I'm in the mood for. Like if I have to get hype for like a sales call, I'll play some KRS-One. Right. Okay. If I have to get hype about. You know, taking the kids out or, or doing something like music changes my mood, as I think it changes moods of many people. Um, but I'm, I always have music on in the house, right? There's always something playing. Sometimes it's Billy Joel. Yeah. Right? Sometimes it's um, Everlast from House of Pain. Okay. Right? Sometimes it's, um, I don't know, Peter Doherty from some band. Right? Okay.
0: Okay. So I remember when I was um when I was pregnant and when I was um in young motherhood, I was pretty intent on making sure that my kiddos had like jazz in their, you know, in their bones or in their in their ears as they were growing up, or the Beatles, or the Rolling Stones, or whatever it was. And I do think that as a result of some of the exposure to the music and the influences that my kids are different today. Even though they listen to all the stuff out there today, I think they've got a more discerning musical sense and taste, perhaps.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, we'll be in a car and Led Zeppelin will be playing. Yep. And like, I'll cover up the radio because it's got this digital display. Yes, it. yes. I'm like, I'm like, L. $3 in your pocket if you can tell me this group. She, and she'll know it. She'll know it. Or she'll be like, is it two words? Is it one word? Does it begin with an L? I'm like, yes, yes, and yes. She'll be like, pay up, sucker. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, so I, I have been, uh, and now we kind of listen to some of the same things. So yeah. Emma's in the car listening to, ready, ready, J. Cole, right? Never thought I'd mention that. But, yeah, I like Jake Cole. I love J. Cole. Um, and one thing they, they said to me about music a couple of months ago, they're like, Dad, do you still listen to, like, the same stuff you listened to as a kid in Long Island? I go, that's all I listen to. Right? That's all I listened to was like... Well,
0: with new stuff, Yeah.
1: Well, the new stuff has to be like... I'm not searching for it, right? It has to be like presented to me or it has to be on the radio. Uh, Like Emma was listening to Cage the Elephant. I'm like, (laughs) look at you. She was listening (laughs) to... uh, Oh, this band I saw out of Dublin. I think it was called Snow Patrol, right? When I was living in Ireland in 2000, they played at some local bar venue. And I didn't know like who they were going to be at the time, but like... Here we are 30 years later. They're like some big band.
0: Absolutely. Who has been your greatest influence, Mark?
1: (laughs) It's funny that you say that. I'm going to say a joke first.
0: Uh, Okay, That sounds good.
1: I saw a recent uh, Snoop Dogg interview. Right. It goes, and I want to thank me for never taking a day off. I believe I sent uh, that to you. (laughs) And I want to thank me for hustling. And I want (laughs) to thank me. You know, so that's. When you said, who's your greatest influence, not that I want to thank me, uh, but, you know, like, I thank people around me, right? I thank people who help guide me, who direct, who call me out on shit, who save me from self-inflicted wounds, right? Who um, have been with me. Like, I can think of... You know, one or two guys in particular, my boy Dave, yeah, right? my boy Uncle Dave, yep, been with me since I'm five, right? Still friends, yeah. Um, I don't know if he's an influence, but he's one of my tightest and closest, yeah. Right? There's a few others, um, but I've known him the longest. Um, I think influences are are wide and varied, right? I'm open to influence, right? I'm open to Learning something new, different, right? A different way to do things. Um, so, it's not like, oh, what was your? Oh, my greatest influence was my mother for this one reason. Yep, you know, yep. it's uh, yeah. Parents influence you, uh, but I get influenced throughout my life.
0: By okay, different people. Okay, that's a good answer. Is there something that people are generally surprised to find out about you as they get to know you?
1: I'm actually five foot two. You are not. (laughs) I'm actually five foot two. No. Um, I think people would be surprised to know that I'm as thoughtful as I am, right? That I actually listen and give a shit about what other people are saying. And there is a bit of sensitivity there, right? I I don't like to show it to the world, Um, but that's where I'm like my mom, yeah, right? My mom is a sensitive creature, yep. right? My dad was not, right? My dad was black and white. There is no gray, yep. right? My mom was just like, can we talk about what the black and white means and see if we can find a happy, happy little gray color? She was also an artist, right? Was you know? she? Yes, my mom's an artist. Really? Did you know who I was named after? No. How do you know? Oh, so I spelled Mark Chagall. Oh, look at you. And who is Marc Chagall? I know you have your computer up in front of you. No, no. Um, he's a French impressionist. Yes. Right. And my mother's favorite artist. And Marc Chagall, Mark spelled with a C. Yes. Everyone else spells it wrong. Sorry. Well, Not Marc sorry.
0: with a C is how the French spell. Marc. Correct. It's Correct. Marc.
1: And, ooh. ooh. <laughs> oh, you are.
0: Yeah, you do speak French. I don't do you? speak French. I'm from Canada. It's French,
1: Korean, uh, English. In English.
0: That's it. I can speak a couple of words of Chinese, like Mandarin, but yeah, yeah.
1: I can't even order it off the menu.
0: (laughs) You're so funny. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a couple of last questions before we say goodbye.
1: Go for it. Oh shit! What keeps
0: you What keeps you up at night, Mark?
1: (sighs) My kids' education, doing the best thing uh keeps me up at night just uh, did i live the day the best that i could right did i accomplish the goals did i did i tell my kids i love them yeah right mm-hmm. not a day has gone by in 16 years right where i haven't said that um you know it's funny i uh, i tire myself out during the day by running every morning so i don't Lay awake in bed and start thinking about stuff I can't control. Right. right. A consultant many years ago told me, "You you can you know you can only control your controllables, right? Yep. yep. You can't control the other stuff. Don't let it bother you. It's hard to say that to a Jewish kid growing up in Long Island, like don't let it bother you. <laughs> right. But um, what keeps me up at night is the streetlight, right? Um is uh, the fan in my room. Um I I try to I try to rest easy.
0: Good. Good. Two more. All right, go. Advice to your younger self. What would you say Ooh. to little Mark or teenage Mark as he navigated life, or 20-year-old Mark, or 30-year-old Mark? I got
1: I got different advice to each one, right? Okay. Not okay. really, but but uh teenage Mark, I'd be like, ask that girl out. okay ask her out she's hot right um because the prettiest people are typically the loneliest people right and that dovetails into the man you got the confidence to show it just use it just do it right like yep yep. be more confident because guess what no one gives a shit if you fail right and it's like a blink oh you did something stupid oh oh well move on right so younger mark um I was joking about the ask the girl out, but actually, no. Not was really. Yeah, no, because the prettiest people are often the loneliest, and you feel that people are out of your league. Nothing is out of one's league, professionally or personally. Good for you. That's not how it's meant to be or, or how it should be. I would say be confident or maintain your confidence and keep your, keep your good friends close.
0: If you could be remembered... For one thing, what would it be? Like, what is the legacy uh, you plan to leave?
1: Wow. I'm right? I'm kind of smiling. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, I'm nervous to answer this, right? Because this is guardrail mark. I, I haven't really thought about what the answer is. And, you know, I'm talking now so I can think of the answer because that's what I do.
0: Right. And I am I am looking at my laptop because yes. I'm a planner on that level. And yes. I have had questions that I have Wanted to ask you. Yes. It is
1: definitely related to my kids. So another funny story. I told my kids when I die and when you're at my bed, at my bedside, don't cry. Celebrate me. Yep. Celebrate your father.
0: What would you want them to celebrate? How would you want to be remembered? And I ask this knowing that you sent me a picture recently, right? Um, that one of your girls sent to you while you were away on a business trip yep. and she was missing you, yep. right?
1: She sent me a picture of a sunset, yep. right? Because I'm into sunsets and I'm into sunrises. Sorry, not sorry. That's a sensitive side of me. It's also beautiful. It's nature's gift, right? right? Um. She sent me a picture of a sunrise or a sunset. And in an instant, I said to myself, when I'm dead, that's how she's going to remember me. Every time she sees a beautiful sunrise or a beautiful sunset, she'll think of her dad. And I think both of them will think to that degree. I think my oldest would be like, my dad went out of his way, right? To do the best he possibly can or could to provide, right? His love for us, for me, was like unbound, unbounded, right? Like we always knew where he stood. And another thing I say is that because my kids can be wicked mean to me. Like you're meanest to the people you love the most because you know they'll Absolutely. never go away. Right. Absolutely. So, it's a combination of love and sunsets.
0: I love that. I love that. And it all goes back to Renaissance Dad.
1: Renaissance Dad. And Renaissance if you're American, Dad. you say Renaissance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Renaissance. All right. That was um
1: uh, that was a uh, that was a good chat. Like Yeah, I wasn't prepared for some of that.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Here we are. And I want to take this moment to thank you for sharing a little piece of your soul and a little bit of um, deep reflection on what it means to be a dad. And um, for those of you who want to connect with Mark, underscore Renaissance Dad, underscore or Mark at the Zero Hour podcast dot com. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Mark. My pleasure. That was Mark Fiertz, my co-host and the Renaissance dad himself. And here we are at the Zero Hour.
1: Thanks for listening.